1: Ha ha! We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. LSU got what they ultimately needed. Maybe not ultimately what they wanted. But as the darker days come upon us, the days of light are right around the corner. Not just in recruiting, not just in the transfer portal, but also in the coaching staff and coaching higher world. We will break down some things that we are hearing as it looks as if Brian Kelly is going to be making some staff moves within the week. Um, so we will touch on that uh, tonight. Um, LSU, and I, I, I should have worded this better, uh, is LSU going to be, have enough players for the bowl game? We will touch on that. I know that we have gotten a lot of those questions. Um, We did some research and some deep diving and some sourcing today to find out if LSU will have enough. And going into next season, what will it look like? Now, we also did a deep dive today, or I also did a deep dive today into Kansas State. Um, So we'll touch on all of that and some things that we're looking for. So I think that for the state, For the entire state of LSU's program, you're going to want to stay tuned for that because we got a lot to get into there. Carter the Power Bryant joins us around 7.20 p.m. Central Time. We talk all things LSU. There's not a man on this planet that watches and breaks down film more than Carter the Power Bryant. We will touch and talk to him at around 720-ish tonight. LSU uh, It's a multi-year get-back. We'll touch on that. Uh, Hashtag, as we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays, hashtag AskBlake. If you have some questions for us, hit us inside the chat at hashtag AskBlake, and we will get those questions for you. Also, as we mentioned, we'll get to all the staff updates and things that we are hearing uh, on the forefront. But before then... Let's get to a couple of these comments before we get started. Alex Ezel says, so Blake, what was your son Ben leaking to us via code on Twitter? Well, if you missed it, uh, I, went, I went outside to go get the trash can, and my son got a hold of either my computer or my phone and sent Carter the Power Bryant some encoded messages related to LSU. We will see if Carter the Power Bryant deciphered that code on who... The coordinator hires will be, hey, buddy. And he hears his name. Daddy. Yes. Daddy show. Yeah. <laughs> He's screaming, show, daddy show. Melt your heart. Absolutely uh, melt your heart. So we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, Dion Black says, uh, did we decipher Ben's message, yet are you serious sports network? We have deciphered it. We will tell you who he wants as his offense and defensive coordinator, but it's not realistic. Um, I will tell you, it is not realistic. Uh, Chase Orgeron says, I love not having any more bias and could just be a fan and react in a happy or mad way now like everyone else. Yeah, I'm sure that that's pretty tough. And, you know, we never really talk to family members, right? Like, we never really talk to family members of – what the transition is like on the way out, especially if you grew up an LSU fan or just any fan of the team that your family member is a part of, right? It's tough. Uh, Very, very, very tough. All right. Let's do this. Let's get this thing started. Uh, Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, there's a good many of you on Facebook right now. Around 300 of you. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share some Facebook groups. Don't forget to follow us at RU Series Sports Network right here on Facebook. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bell. We greatly appreciate that. As our YouTube channel is growing leaps and bounds. And I thank, thankfully appreciate all of you that are joining us there. If you're listening to us on the podcast network or Twitter, don't forget to subscribe, follow, and like there. We greatly uh, greatly appreciate it. If you are a business owner, uh, we're going to be doing some new things as the new year starts off. So, if you own a business, run a business, uh, hit us up. You can uh, hit us up right here. Get, send us a text at the 225 number right above us. Send me a DM. Would love to talk to you as we're going to be adding on a lot of businesses uh, into the 2022 season as we're looking and we will be taking AYS into some different realms and different galaxies like my name is Star Lord for Marvel. So, If you have a business, hit us up. All right. Let's pay some bills around this thing, and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over than GM Varno and Sons at betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to servicing your vehicle than GM Varndo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small. Over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. Everything that they're doing in the mobile betting space is absolutely fantastic. You want to use your deposit for Bitcoin? You can do that as well. Use that Believe 50 AYS podcast tab for the 50% welcome bonus. So, if you deposit $200, they will give you $100 on top of that. Only by using the Believe 50 and AYS, po- AYS podcast tab. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> uh, Barry Day says news on Nussie playing in the ball game. And not burning the red shirt. Let me let, let me um, touch on that very quickly. I really don't know, and I don't think that anybody knows. And talking to some people around the building at LSU, I don't know if – I think that they have a good anticipation that it's maybe unlikely, Um, but they don't really know what's going to happen to Nussmeyer. But look, who really knows what's going to happen with Garrett Nussmeyer in this bowl game? I mean, does he play? Does he not? Does he burn the red shirt? Does he not burn the red shirt? You know, I don't know. But what I was told is in the waiver uh, that they filed to the NCAA, it talked about gross incompetence on behalf of Ed Orgeron and the coaching staff on how they handled the situation. So we want to get on Max Johnson and all these guys in reference to um, – Yeah, we're going to ban this user. Um, In reference to everything that's going on, it's just absolutely crazy. Guys, don't come in here and push your business if we have a sponsor. I, and, look, I, I don't mind it. You know, I don't mind if you own another business. But if we're saying GM Varndo and Sons, don't – guys, come on. Show some class and dignity. Uh, But either way, either way, I don't know how this is going to go. I, hopefully, I mean, I want him to play. I don't know if he if he will be very interesting, uh, to say the least. Derek Carlin says hashtag Ask Blake. Any news on transfers LSU is trying to get? There is some, there is some. But I, let me, let let me say, let me say this, and this was going to be my big thing for tonight. And I know that we've touched on this, but and I know that I've made a little bit of a rant on this. Okay, but today I really wanted to take a deep dive into LSU's roster. Okay? And not so much LSU's roster in the standpoint of how much talent they have. You know, can I talk myself into LSU being 9 and 3 next year? Like I just wanted to know the active scholarship guys and live bodies that LSU has. And so when everybody asks why and i think all lsu fans know why we have to go to the transfer portal it's not so much as in to hit the 32 scholarship or scholarship limit that lsu has this season it's more than just going into the transfer portal to feel that today when i was looking at lsu roster and lsu's roster and let me say this there are multiple individuals that are walk-ons on this team that I know for a fact that plays special teams. Lloyd Cole, just others that I know that play special teams. So I added these guys into this active roster, and I was very generous on guys that I think that could come back from injury like a Mason Smith and maybe some others, maybe Sage Ryan. I added them into this number. Hell, I even added in Garrett Nussmeyer into this active bowl roster that could potentially play for LSU on January the 4th. And here were my findings. Now, we have all of the notes here if you need it. We will we will definitely give it to you. If you want us to send it to you, we will send it to you. When it comes to transfers, when it comes to opting out, when it comes to injuries, et cetera, et cetera, what, whatever, LSU only has 57, and this is some walk-ons, 57 scholarship guys going into this going into this bowl game 57 again very generous I didn't take out Ty Davis price I I didn't mark a line through his name in reference to him not playing in this bowl game even though I do not believe that he will play in this bowl game I did knock out guys like Demont Clark and Neil Farrell but everybody is freaking out about one thing from, L, from an LSU perspective, and it's recruiting rankings. To some extent, I understand it, but I don't know if, if LSU fans fully understand mentally what LSU is going to have to pull off here. So if you go and get two or three or four guys in a transfer portal over signing a, a high school guy, that is not – maybe is on the fence, maybe you like them, maybe you don't. You need to have experience and guys that have played in college football right now so that when you line up against the SEC, when you go to the Superdome in August, September – I forget exactly. I think it's September, the Sunday, that first weekend in September, that first Sunday, LSU plays Florida State in the Dome. You have to have guys that can go out there and actually compete, that have experience. 57 active scholarship guys and some walk-ons are on this roster. So when I ask the simple point of we got what we needed, do we absolutely and fully understand how bad the wheels were falling off this Ed Orgeron uh, car or this Ed Orgeron train? And I do not need to harp on Ed, and I'm not going to, but I think that we have to come to a realistic expectation of where we're at and where we need to go. If Mel Tucker can sign 14 transfer portal guys and be competitive in the Big Ten, do you think that do you not think that LSU could do the same and be competitive in the SEC? Because we know that they can. What if there's a scenario where Georgia gets beat by Michigan, which is actually pretty likely that it could happen, or Georgia could win. I don't know who's going to win that game. Michigan State beat Michigan in the regular season. One thing that we know about Brian Kelly and his history, he does not like to lose, and nor does he want to lose. And he saw one of his rivals at Notre Dame use this exact method in getting back to winning. I know that there's a lot of people out there currently talking about name, image, and likeness, this NIL. That's a reason why he left. But, guys, at some point, you're going to have to stop telling me about rumors and you're going to have to start showing me facts. Now, <clears throat> I saw today... And I'll give them props for it. The Jordy Collada show had on Gordon McKernan. And he said something that I think everybody needs to understand and everybody thinks it is just not happening. Or it is oh, there's just so much money flying around in NIL. Do you really think a business owner is going to give a student athlete $50,000 for one social media post? Unless her name is Olivia Dunn. It's not going to happen. It's a business transaction. The only thing that's changed in these recruiting rankings for this year so far is, yes, A&M is at number one. Now, go count how many kids are from the state of Texas. Go count them. It's not like they're going and getting 95% of their athletes from out of state. No, it's actually the opposite. 85% of their recruits are from inside the state of Texas. Oh, oh, but, Blake, Georgia and Alabama are doing it too. Guys, they've been there without name, image, and likeness. So you have to rebuild your roster, and you're going to have to do it in the transfer portal, period. So everybody that hates it, everybody that's freaking out, it feels like the school that I love the most, has to have some type of chaos around it. You don't. Does Brian Kelly have to come hold your hand and tell you, hey, Big Daddy, everything's going to be okay. Now, hopefully my guest, Carter Power Bryant, will share the same sentiments as me, is that we're going to be okay. But understand, understand that your roster is very bad right now when it comes to a depth and numbers perspective. 57 with some added walk-ons. Now you get the 14 coming in as freshmen, but you're going to have some other people transfer and get out of here. You got to go get 32. And when you do, with a good coaching staff that Brian Kelly's going to put around him, which we're going to get to right now, You're gonna be fine. Stop talking to me about nil when we don't have anything in 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 our hands right now. You want to talk about Texas and the O lineman thing? That's fine. They're still in in Texas compliance with that, by the way. All right. All right. And I, guys, I get it. It's it's Bama, but they've been there. Guys, there's been, there's been years where Alabama's coming to this state and getting three uh three recruits from your state that you crucially needed. Thank God. You know what? I hate losing Aaron, uh, uh Aaron Anderson. I hate losing Kendrick Law, and I hate losing Shaz Preston. Thank Jesus above it's re- at receiver. Thank sweet God above it's only at receiver and not at left tackle name hashtag Will Campbell. Thank God. It's not uh, Walker Howard. Those kids can play and those kids can ball. Come on. Stephen Miller, who owes Carter the Power Bryant wings, says, how much do recruiting rankings really mean unless you are in the top three? Well, we're about to see. and We've seen a lot. Um. Look, I'll get to this coordinator stuff, and we're going to be very brief because we're going to get Carter in here. There is some more things going on with this um, Matt House DC role or or, or, or him coming in. I'm going to tell you, though, man, if it's not announced by Thursday, the 23rd, I, I really don't know if it's him because no one seems to be confident in it. Now, what seems to be sure is somebody's leaking stuff to Football Scoop that over the last three times has, yes, it's been true, but hasn't been completely accurate. We know Brad White came here to interview. We know that Brian Kelly wants to go to a 3-4. But, man, what are you waiting on with him? And the longer this waits and the longer that this goes on, the only man that it benefits the most is Durante Jones. Now I'm not saying it's going to keep Durante. There's a lot of great coaches out there. There's a lot of damn great DCs. But the longer this continues to go on, and the closer you get to the second signing day, you better get it done soon. So I'm waiting for the. I, I'm waiting the rest of this week. Now Mike Denbrock is interesting. Now LSU has no idea what Cincinnati's talking about. That there's no. There hasn't been formal discussions between LSU and Mike Denbrock. I found out today that that's an absolute lie. Like, do you remember in the Garden of Eden when God Almighty came down and asked Adam, "Did you eat that? Did you eat that fruit tree from that fruit tree?" And he said, "No, dog, no, I didn't." Like, that's how I feel like Cincinnati's lying right now. I mean, lying through their damn teeth. The more and more I dig into this Mike Denbrock thing. Like, (laughs) one person told me today that they had evidence that the PFF or whoever guy from Barstool about Mike Denbrock coming to Louisiana catching a plane is actually real. Like, he actually wasn't making that up. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be very, very interesting there to see how that transpires. Okay, okay, I know. Everybody's in here saying, Blake, get Carter Bryant, you Rudy Pooh." We're going. We're coming. All right, let's get to a very quick break, and then we'll get to our good friend Carter the Power Bryant. None better than our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com and lightboxjewelry.com. Guys, have you been affected by Hurricane Ida? There's nobody better to call than the Drake Williams Law Firm if your insurance company is giving you the runaround. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. That's DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. They will give you a free consultation and run you through everything that you need to go back to your insurance company and get more money if you're affected by Hurricane Ida. That's not all so they do. Successions, titles, real estate. They do it all. DWIs. Nobody is better equipped in our local area Then the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend, Blake Ruffino, at AYS. Sit you on by our good friends over at Lightbox Jewelry, lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox has lab-grown diamonds, and they're the best gift. You, You better get close. You better get that good shipping. Because Christmas is right around the corner, and with... Literally, the best lab-grown diamond carrots at only $800 per carrot. There's no better place that you can go. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add that sparkle to your holiday season shopping. lightboxjewelry.com. That's lightboxjewelry.com where there's never a dull moment. All right, we got a good friend Carter, The Power Bryant. All right, Carter. My son sent you a decoded message or a coded message, and it uh, gave uh, you the uh. exact coordinates to the offense and defensive coordinators for LSU. <laughs> what have you been able to decipher in about an hour that Ben Rafino gave you from the AYS Black Book? Uh, nothing.
0: Uh, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm not smart enough to read Egyptian hieroglyphics. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> ah, ah, ah,
1: ah, well, he gave you the exact location to Matt uh, to Matt House's literal house Good. in Kansas City. Good. So, I don't know, Carter. Is that where we're going? We could start there. Look, you had an interesting poll today about Durante Jones and Matt House. Tell the people what you learned from that today from the LSU fans.
0: Yeah, so it's about 50-50, right, on people that want Durante Jones and people that may want Matt House to be their next defensive coordinator. Is it going to be Matt House, the guy that coached Aaron Donald, coached Josh Allen, obviously both of them uh, first-round pass rushers? So. You know what, Blake, I, I, I've sent you some of my numbers, some of the things that I look at whenever I evaluate a, a coach. And look, it, it, it's not great. Like, th- there's just no other way for me to cut it. And then w- when I actually dove a little bit deeper, and, you know, I'll talk about this. I can't get too deep because it, it'll take an hour. But this is what really fascinated me Blake Jamison rodriguez <laughs> hey III, hey don't get hey Rodham. don't
1: get give me the italian names call me like genovese like the genovese crime <laughs> family give me a genovese in there look this is a truth about
0: coordinators right uh, I, I saw someone reply uh on your twitter earlier that i would rather go with the sure thing instead of go with dorante jones who is more of a gamble Well, all coordinators are gambles, right? Like, especially at the college level. I mean, there's just so much uh, differentiation from you know job to job and what you have to do. I will say this: I I read an article about part of the reason why Matt House, uh, for those that don't know, was the defensive coordinator at Kentucky. Then he leaves to take a lesser job in the NFL as a linebackers coach. Part of the reason why he did that, Blake, if you read between the tea leaves, is recruiting, right? And that's the thing, you know, you always heard about that with Joe Brady. Well, Joe Brady didn't like to recruit. Well, that may or may not be true. There probably is some truth into that. But this looked kind of like a situation where Matt House, after his best year as a defensive coordinator in 2018, just don't really like recruiting, and you look at uh, someone, uh, Mark Stoops. He referenced that in an interview, right? And that's a big no-go for a lot of people. Now, for me, I don't think coordinators being great recruits is as be, being great recruiters is as important as some people make it out to be. I want my coordinator to mostly focus on the schematics of things. But still, that is something else that I found to be very interesting. So honestly, Blake, I'm not on fire about Matt House. I don't want anyone to take my poll from earlier today as me being unbelievably pro Durante. There's a lot of questions about Durante as well. But the Matt House thing, I understand that a lot of people love that he was thought of for the Auburn job and the Tennessee job. But... That doesn't mean anything. He didn't take the job, right? Just because uh-huh. you interviewed or or are offered doesn't mean you're actually going to be good at that job. So th- there's a lot of red flags when it comes to to house from my vantage point.
1: Carter, I once uh, had an interview with Warren Buffett's company. So is, oh, really? does, does that go on my resume? <laughs> I mean, you know, like <laughs> you know, like hey, I, I know the financial game. Do does that do I put that on the resume? And I think you bring up a, de- a good point there. Just because you turn a job down doesn't really mean anything unless it's like a head coaching position, right, meaning like a Billy Napier. Like that's something, Carter, that's different, and I think we know that. But from a coordinated perspective, does it really? Now, I get maybe, you know, because like, for example, Billy Napier – I'll give him Auburn. I won't give him Tennessee. And here's only the reason why. is maybe because we saw Billy Napier turn it down, and I think that there were some control issues there – but regardless, right. it doesn't really matter that you got the interview. Carter, I, I will say this about Matt House, and I'll kick this to you because I know that you kind of crunched the numbers. I don't care that he's about recruiting because look at Dave Aranda, right? Like right. Dave, <laughs> God bless his soul. He's just not a good recruit. He's a good recruiter. He's not a great recruiter. He's not an Orgeron, right? Like he's not a 24-7 recruiter. But, Carter, I don't know if I necessarily need that. But he did have some issues while in the SEC. Like, I started breaking down some 2018 film, and Carter, some of the things he was calling was a little suspect. Now, does that have to do with personnel? I don't know. But what do you see from a Matt House? Yeah, okay. On, so the field, this is what, on the field, I mean, yeah. but you know that. Okay, okay.
0: So, so this is what I normally do whenever I break down a candidate, right? And like you watch my channel, if people have seen my film breakdowns, the first thing I like to do is just run a raw number report. And I look at mm-hmm. two basic stats. So there's obviously more advanced stats like EPA per play, um there's all these advanced stats right but I like to keep it basic because look I don't fully understand EPA per play and at the same time we can all understand yards per play and yards per attempt and I do it on both sides of the ball right so when I look at a defensive coordinator candidate there's two stats that I look at right I look at yards per play given up and yards per attempt and I just locked my phone again. I actually have it pulled up right here that Matt House, his defenses on a yards per play basis wasn't ever really that good outside of one year, 2018, his last year at Kentucky. And that was a year that he had three defensive players that went into the draft um, as top three round draft Josh Allen being one of them. The great, yeah, Mike, right. Mike Edwards, of safety, and there was another safety, right. and they were just good. They were a really good defense. Now, I reached out to a few people that I trust in the coaching community. Also, in 2018, guess who joined the staff? The guy that LSU tried to get to be the defensive coordinator, right. Brad White. So I reached out to a few people that I trust once again. And they said that Brad White had more to do with that 2018 defense than it led on, which Heard is why it, it was such a big thing. So you dive a little deeper on Matt House, and I looked at his 2017 Kentucky numbers like they were horrible. Right. They, they were an, an awful defense. Okay. Uh, outside of the top 100 yards per play, they were 13th in the SEC when even if you power five adjusts those numbers, uh it, it doesn't it actually looks a lot worse. And then you go down to his other 3 years when he was a defensive coordinator at Florida International Pitt in 2014 and then in Pitt in 2013. Now, full disclosure, one of those Pitt defenses had the best defensive player I think I've ever seen in Aaron Donald. And despite that, his defenses were outside of the top 60 in both of those years in yards per play, and they were outside of the top nine in the ACC when you power five adjust those numbers. So to simplify that, (laughs) it's not good. It's not good. It's not the absolute worst, but let's put it this way. In his five seasons, he's been a defensive coordinator. Matt House fielded an elite defense once his final year at Kentucky. But here's the kicker, Blake. This is a big, big kicker. All right. And I'll touch on this a little bit further on on my channel, but I want to share it with your lovely audience as well. Matt House had one major thing that was going in his favor, which is pace of play. So Pittsburgh's defense... What's outside of the top 60 in yards per play, right? And this is why you have to use yards per play instead of total yards Mm -hmm. because Pitt played at an extremely slow pace. Matt House's defense was top 10 in all of college football in fewest plays per game. So it's just simple logic here. Matt House... His yards per play numbers weren't all that good, while at the same time, Pitt played at a very favorable pace. Mm -hmm. And the same thing was true when he was at Kentucky, when he was alongside Mark Stoops, who also played played at a a slower Mm -hmm. pace. So what does that tell you? That's huge for a defensive coordinator because it gives you more time. You don't have to call plays as quickly. It gives your guys more time to rest. Your depth doesn't have to be as good. Now, the good thing is Brian Kelly doesn't play at the absolute fastest pace at uh, either. And at the same time, Matt House is an extremely talented candidate. It, the Chiefs bought out the final $150,000 of his contract at Kentucky to get him into Kansas City. I'm just saying that there's a lot of red flags
1: here, Blake. I I don't disagree with that, Carter. I actually agree with you on that. It makes me a little nervous. To, and even, Carter, see, and look, I, I there's two kinds of people in what we do. You're more of a statistical guy. I'm more of the I want to see with my eyes guy. Right? right. Like I, I I Carter, the you know, and look, I will use stats, don't get me wrong, to make my point right. validated. But Man, like you had a ferocious front seven, and you weren't, and your yards were playing eighteen were pretty bad at times. You know, like I'm sitting here looking at the uh, at the schedule. Yes, you beat Florida, but they also have a lot of turnovers. Yes, you created them, but you're only you're getting beat by Tennessee. You're getting beat by a very suspect Georgia team. Right. I, I, I mean, look. The question is, Carter, I think at the ultimate thing, what happens if he has LSU type of athletes on all three levels? That's yeah. something that we always have to, to, to counter in here. But I think it will be interesting. Now, the other candidate on the offensive side has been Mike Denbrock. Now, I will tell you this. I understand that a lot of people don't know Mike Denbrock. But let me tell you, Carter, because I said this last night and I'll throw it to you because we've talked about him. I watched the Cincinnati game versus Notre Dame this year, and I'm going to be honest. The spider two Y banana on the goal line was <laughs> mwah, perfecto, okay? Brother, he yeah. calls a damn good game. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking about – Carter, it, like it got me chills when I'm thinking like, shit, that man's going to be an offensive coordinator. Because, yeah. because it was really interesting how he was mixing things up. But the stats also align there. Can, not giving everything, not giving the whole recipe of this spaghetti. Right. But what did you what did you see, or what are you seeing from like, uh, Mike Denbrock, of why he could be a good candidate?
0: Yeah, so I actually ran the yards per play and yard per you know adjusted Power Five numbers. They're all really good. Um, I was really impressed, honestly. Um, look, so his Cincinnati tenure, Desmond Ritter's been a starting quarterback all four years. Obviously Ritter is phenomenal, but at the same time it's not as if Cincinnati's had, you know, this a uh, Jamar Chase on the outside. They've had good receivers, they've had right. good running backs. <laughs> they have a few wide receivers and running backs that are going to get drafted, but once again, they didn't have, you know, a Clyde Edwards-Helaire. They they're back this year as a transfer from Bama, that's a superstar right. for them and uh, you know, he's a really good football player. But really outside of that, you know, not anyone that's just unreal that's like an NFL all pro level guy so what he's done at Cincinnati is really impressive you know he had a very rough first year in 2017 uh, I'm always very sympathetic to first year coordinators especially I am, I offensive too- coordinators um, but these last four years of Cincinnati have been phenomenal now I, I will say When they've played Power Five competition, their numbers haven't been as good. But then again, you know, you're you're Cincinnati. You're 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 not going to have as much talent when you play a Power Five team. So in other words, Cincinnati has just come out and just dominated teams. Now, obviously, the Notre Dame tenure was also really good. Uh, Notre Dame's 2015 offense was their best. Uh, and Denbrock was one calling the shots, like the the best that Brian Kelly had better no than doubt. the Indian Brook offenses, um, and they they had a quarterback go down. Deshaun Kaiser stepped in. If you've watched Deshaun, Kaiser, yeah, and and look, Deshaun Kaiser in the NFL hasn't torn it up. He's not great, and and Denbrock got him drafted in the second round. And look. They had Will Filler. They had Mike McGlinchey in that 2015 mm-hmm. offense. They had Quentin Nelson in the backup role. So their offensive line really carried them. But at the same time, Denbrock, seven yards per play. That's the magical number. When you hit seven yards per play, that is a national championship caliber offense. Even when you power five adjusts his Notre Dame numbers, they're really good. Now, here's the big thing. Blake, in 2016, they went four and eight, and Denbrock essentially got fired but what happened reached out to a Notre Dame insider uh Brian Driscoll he's absolutely phenomenal
1: brought him on the show
0: same and and he told me that Brian Kelly made the decision to give Mike Sanford a young offensive coordinator the opportunity to have more uh say in how the offense ran and honestly Blake this is what's really interesting about that they were still decent. Like they were still a top 50 offense and they were better even when you adjusted power five. So Dimbrock's really good. There's no other way around it. I know it's not a sexy name. I know he's not young. Mike is the most basic name of all time. (laughs) Dimbrock doesn't roll off the tongue well, and it does seem like a nepotism higher. It does have some less miles Cam Cameron ish. Vibes to it, hiring your good old buddy Denbrock to come back. <laughs> but Blake, there's no other way around it, man. I mean, look, let, let me ask this, Blake. Do you think Desmond Ritter is like going to go to the NFL and be like even Tyler Huntley good, or, no. or or Taylor Heineke good? You don't think Gardner
1: so? Minshew good? No. So, there you go. No. I, I don't I, think so
0: either. I don't either. Mm-hmm. So, you give Din well, Brock a lot of credit.
1: Here's what I think about Din Brock from And, and Carter, and because Mark brings this up. He says, if these two shows combine, fire, fire, fire emojis. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're a good yin and yang. I think what I see from that statistical as- aspect and what he did. Look, and, and Brian Kelly said that it was his biggest regret, by the way. Like, talking to people around Notre Dame, like, letting go of Mike Denbrock was one of his biggest mistakes, okay? Like, he's been on record in saying that. I also look at that 4-8 and eight season and look at the – of the eight losses, seven of them were to rank teams within a one-score game. So, I, I kind of sit back and say, you know, not all 4-8 seasons are the same, right? Like, they're never the, winning and losing seasons. Are, so Carter, they only have one loss this year. It's not the same because they only played one ranked team and they lost to it. And they're about to go. They were about to go into the playoff. They go four and eight, but they lose to seven teams. Three of them were in the top five. So, so no, I, I don't freak out about that. But what I see on film from a Mike from Mike Denbrock is Carter. Quite honestly, and I, I'll say it because it's my show, you better get your shit together. Because if you put too many in the box, he's gonna start hitting you through the air. If you back right. off, he's gonna go pistol, we're gonna go power game. And I gotta be honest, I, I literally did get chills in that Notre Dame game. Like right. get going from the pistol and the and, and look like the zone, the zone read, but the power behind it, Carter. Yeah. The running the power like that kind of stuff to me gets me like I hate to even say this, but emotional. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I get emotional, Carter. Right. He calls a great game. You know who yeah. he is. He's a he 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 knows the spread offense, but he's a little bit more. And I hate to say it like this, he's a better Steve Insminger in a way. Like that's kind of how yeah, I, I, I look. I looked at it from the age knows the spread offense a little bit better. And look, if you do the first play from scrimmage, Carter was a pistol. They had four wides. They had the receiver, receiver on the line of scrimmage. They were outside the numbers and they had the two wide receivers right behind them. All right, they had two safe or they had a corner and a safety and another safety here. They had a corner and a safety playing deep. Quarterback knew, throw it right, eleven yards. They went all the way down the field doing those kind of concepts. And that's a part of the game plan that I'm like, oh my God. You know, feed me, Big Daddy. That's like what I kept saying. So I, I like I like it a lot and I'm really right. excited. Now Carter, I want to kick it to this. so we talked about coordinators, but the one thing that I don't think and this you're the only guest that I feel like I can bring in here and talk about this in, in a very good way. The one thing that nobody that I think that everybody is missing here is Brian Kelly. Like we right. talk, we're talking about the coordinators, we're talking about staff members and everything else. and we just kind of put Brian Kelly on the back burner. Carter, last time he was at Cincinnati, when he called plays, he was a pretty damn good offensive coordinator. How do you feel about that from an offensive uh, side of things with Brian Kelly being there too?
0: Yeah, so I, I think what BK is most excited about, and he won't publicly say this, is that <laughs> he, he's going to get to work with some higher quality quarterbacks, right? No um, you know, I'll go back to this. I mean – Ian Book, you know, doesn't set the world on fire for me. Deshaun Kaiser doesn't set the world on fire for me. I mean, we're talking about NFL clipboard holders. Obviously, Walker Howard has a higher ceiling than those guys. You can argue Garrett Nussmeyer might have a higher ceiling if things happen the way that they need to happen for him to be the guy that he wants to be. And then, of course, you know, Miles Brennan, obviously, is someone that Brian Kelly thinks highly of to convince him to come back now. I, I will also say this, this is gonna be the biggest thing for Brian Kelly. And I understand that there's so much surrounding BK. Who are the coordinators gonna be? And what about recruiting and and you know, this off-the-field stuff, family or whatever? All that stuff doesn't matter, right? <laughs> no, it really don't. doesn't. The biggest red flag surrounding Brian Kelly for me is these playoff performances, right? I don't care if you get blown out by Alabama. You know I mean, it's going to happen, right? Especially that 2020 Bama team. The thing that should concern you are those blowout losses to Clemson in big spots, right? At least be a little bit more competitive in those games, right? And that's the thing. Brian Kelly, you're not going to see, to me, I, I don't think we're going to see the the less Miles and Ed Orgeron how in the F did we lose to those guys kind of losses. BK's really good at beating who he needs to beat. He's overall really good between the headsets as far as decision-making is concerned. But at the same time, when he goes mano a against the Dabos and the Knicks, yes, he's going to have better talent, but when he was at Notre Dame, he had fine enough talent to make those games slobber knockers at the very least. And that's going to be the thing. Will he be able to devise a game plan to get us over the top to beat those teams, especially in these first couple of seasons where those teams are going to be more talented and deeper than we're going to be just based on raw recruiting rankings? Now, that's not not me saying that LSU is not going to be talented enough. It's just in order to beat those teams, you you have to be special. And you got to stay healthy, right? I mean, because of those numbers, right. Yes. So that's going to be the big thing. That's, that's the thing that's in the back of this big noggin of mine, right? Can he actually get it done? And you know, that's the reason that's, you know, obviously money's the reason why he partially took this LSU job. (laughs) Right. But Brian Kelly's got a lot of money, right? He came here to win a national championship and that's going to be the thing when he's been doing the headsets, when he's going up against these elite teams, does he have a high enough ceiling? Because, Blake, some coaches quite simply don't. Um, and, and that's going to be, you know, BK's magnum opus. Can he actually get over the top?
1: I like that word. Say it again.
0: Magnum opus. I don't know if I used it uh, correctly there. <laughs> oh, oh,
1: I'm going to look that up. You best believe ah, I'm ah, looking ah, up ah, magnum ah. opus. You know what the only thing for me, Carter, is he's never had a Kayshaun boutique. either. Right. You know, so... You know, I talked to offensive lineman's parent today, okay, and I asked him one question. I'm like, "What does he learn from Brian? What does your son learn from Brian Kelly in three weeks?" He goes, "Blake, he's learned more about with him and Brad Davis and what they're doing offensively in three weeks than what he's learned his entire. I'm not going to say his entire tenure at LSU, right? And so, you know." I look at this and I know that he's the exes and oaks guy, and he, look, he just hasn't had the Jimmys and Joes. And look, I'm fired up about it. Carter, last one, and we'll get you out of here. And we got a super chat. Okay, I'll send oh, you wow. half of this. From no, it's no, all yours, Danny girl, four ninety nine. She says, asks the power, do I get a tenant's credit for tonight's live watching you on AYS? Is there a realistic good DC option other than sticking with? Durante. Now, I'll say yeah. this. I'm not. I, I, if Durante stays, I'm okay with it, but the floor is yours, my friend.
0: Yeah, so shout-out to Danielle. Every time she's in the chat, she gets hit on. Like, uh, <laughs> every time. He, he <laughs> like a and I asked her, do you want me to block these thirsty dudes coming after <laughs> you? And she's like... She laughs it off, like she's she's one of the funniest commenters on the planet, and it, it, it's real. Uh, it's, I'm not uh, laughing at
1: Danielle for getting hit on. It was just like, you know, like bro, I, I knew where it was going. You know, you get every fe- time. dude. People,
0: I have female, love them for Danielle, oh Danny girl, dude. I, 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 I like
1: I literally have female, like female watchers or pe- or women that watch the show, and they'll comment and they'll send me like. Like uh, so and so's hitting on me, and I'm like, oh my god! So, yeah. da- Daniel, that's why I'm laughing. But Carter, yeah, continue. yeah, she
0: takes it, she takes it the best. <laughs> so, 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 this is key right here. It's the timeline, right? The, <laughs> you see, there you go, Pooh Bear, right there. <laughs> Going ahead, take your shots, man. Ha ha ha! No, this is this is it, right? I don't know. I don't know. That's the kind of scary thing. And with the way that the college football calendar works now, uh, with the early signing period being the way that it is, with staffs turning itself out the way that they are now, it's really hard, right? And this is going to sound wild, but a lot of you know more about what's happened with LSU football than Brian Kelly has over the past five years simply because there's a gazillion different things this guy's had to do. Hey, there you go, little <laughs> munchkin. Huh,
1: huh, huh. <laughs> Hey, he was the one sending you the, the... Hey, can you tell Carter what you sent him earlier? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Yeah. Who's going to be the next offensive coordinator at LSU? I'm the one... go find your mama boy all right love love you man but bye-bye um did you hear what he said he said i can't tell you (laughs) i can't (laughs) oh god that's the italiana in him that's the genovese family. and there you go i like the band on the
0: right wrist i like it brother
1: i don't take this off
0: Come on, it's dog. A, it's, it's a beautiful wristband, baby. So, you know, th- this is it, right? There you go. And you still got it. Look at that. Jerry Stovall. Bro, it's
1: right here on my monitor the whole time. It, it don't move. Be.
0: That's an on card auto, man. That was one of my favorites, but I was like, Blake deserves this. He really does. I love his show. So, th- this, is, this is key, right? With the way that the timeline works. Now, full disclosure, I want everyone to know that if Matt House is hired, I'm going to support him all out, right? Look, he's coached Tyron Matthew, even though it's not his position group. He's probably learned a thing or two from having that guy on his defense, right? So, you know, I'm going to be a Madhouse supporter if he even is a guy, even though I'm really skeptical. And whatever you say, Blake, whatever I say, we want this team to win. We want to be, we just want to be great again, right? So this is a key thing right here as far as the defensive coordinator. You know, it's going to be so hard to poach someone away Uh, especially if they're still in the playoff uh so right now i can't just think of another name because so much so many of these defensive coordinator hires now let me let me put it this way blake the last three names that have been attached to the lsu defensive coordinator job were all position coaches in the nfl within like a two or three year window right so brad white has been the defensive coordinator for Kentucky, but right before that he was a position At coach Tennessee, in the NFL. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Durante Jones was a position coach in the NFL. Ryan Nielsen was a position coach in the NFL. So there's so much variance uh when it comes to actually who's taking these jobs. And the second thing that's very key to keep in mind is the offensive side of the ball is so much more important than the defensive side of the ball, right? The college football playoff numbers back that off back that up as well when it comes to yards per play. So it's not as important as getting the offensive coordinator higher, right? And as you guys, as you guys could tell, Mike Denbrock is like top two or three for me right now. Matt house is not anywhere near, I would not be thrilled about it. So I will say this, I would think i would prefer dorante at this point there are some questions that would like to be answered uh, as far as what actually happened last year but yeah daniel i can't just think of anyone right now blake that that would leave where they are now to come to lsu
1: you throw mad stacks at somebody though carter i mean it just it just all depends and look this whole pete golding nonsense like, their camp's telling me they hadn't even been contacted. So, I, like, I'm I i I'm tired of hearing this whole Pete Golden shit either too. Right. Carter, the power, Bryant. M- my brother, you're fantastic. Yeah. And I know that everybody knows where to catch all your shows. Huh? huh? But huh? tell everybody where they can catch you, and we appreciate everything you did here tonight.
0: Yeah, Power Hour LSU. We're doing a live stream a little bit later tonight. i uh, very lucky to have friends like you, Blake. We – even though we do all these Twitter spaces and we uh you'll be on my live stream here in a few weeks. I just started doing guests. I still just started figuring that out. Um you had had, great- and tell him you had the Jeremy Hill on. Man, I couldn't believe it. And I couldn't believe like he even watched like my <laughs> channel. It was crazy. And he was super high. His Tom Brady stories were just so great. But oh I bet. Uh, but yeah, I mean Jay Hill's great. I mean, we have Van Lathan coming up. And he just won an Oscar, which is crazy. And uh, you'll be on there pretty soon as well, Blake. So yeah, I'm blessed and get to do the film studies, get to do the stat breakdowns and all that stuff. And uh, my my favorite thing, I got a text from a few people. Blake shouted you out on AYS. And I'm like, God, it's cool because I actually do like your tweets. <laughs> I love your Twitter spaces. You cover all these different LSU related stuff while also raising a family while also rushing to go see Spider-Man in a, full oh. in a, in a theater full of neck breathers and guys, <laughs> <on the track> <laughs> and <laughs> and guys wearing Hawaiian shirts. Man, you can, you can't, you, you can't deny that, man. I, I was shocked that you went, man. Oh, you you probably had to sit between a guy named Ralph and Bubba. Your family's got to sit in three different splotches if you didn't show up five hours early for the movie. And was it good? Don't don't give me any spoilers because I am going to go see it. But like, as a rational person, I'm actually going to wait and 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 just wait a week when I could just go there in an empty
1: theater? Well, first off, the mouth breathers are just as funny as the movie is. Like, it, it to <laughs> me, it's I, I, just as much of an experience to hear, uh, Oh, my God, Seth, look, it's Voldemort! You know, like, that to me is just more entertaining than uh, than anything else. Like, I'll give you a quick story, Carter. So, ahead, we're, I'm right. in the movie theater watching uh, Endgame, right? Right. Right and if you hadn't seen Endgame now, I mean I can't. You gotta, you have to have watched it, so I'm not spoiling anything. So you remember when the portals open and everybody started walking through the portals, right? Dun dun da da. Right, and so when uh uh uh, uh what's his name? Uh, the Black Panther walks through, and they start singing in Bombay. This whole row behind me of nothing but 1992 nerds. Were like, clapping their hands and stomping their feet. In Bombay! So that, to me, is worth the sixteen dollars ticket of admission. So I, I, I'm perfectly okay with these dudes. And, and, look, I'm the only dude in there with a woman. Swear to God. Hand on the Bible. The only man in there with a wife. And it's kind of freaky, wow. you know, but at the same time, it's kind of cool. But, nevertheless, we got off on a tangent. Either way, it it I thought it was fantastic. I I am a Marvel nerd in my own right. I am also during the holidays going through. I'm watching every single one from start to finish in chronological order. Oh and if my you, god! And if you think I'm a nerd, you know what? It's my time. It's my life, Carter. It's my life.
0: You do you. Go right on the head. I'm a nerd too, man. As you can tell, I'm a sports collecting nerd. Right uh i had had a viewer send me this tyron matthew printing plate card and i cried when i got this all right that looks nice that's how big of a nerd i am i cried when someone sent me a printing plate because this is a plate that they actually print the cards on. oh wow okay yeah so so this is one of tyron matthew's uh printing plates and somebody just sent it to me and they're they're valuable they're one of ones they're the only ones in existence so uh so yeah i'm a nerd too just uh it's a sport but uh but yeah Blake you're
1: doing a show it, tonight I will be live up in there asking as many as questions as I can you best believe it but Carter thank you my friend we'll we'll talk to you soon let's go that's let's a good go. friend Carter the power Bryant power Hour LSU's got a show tonight I'll be in there powerful show and look we're gonna do this we're having guests on tomorrow. We have multiple guests on Thursday. I'm thinking about doing an hour and a half, two hour show on Thursday. Um, so it's fun. And look, we're already over an hour, baby. We're already over an hour. Let's get to a couple of these comments before I get out of here. Uh Mo Funky than you says, Let's go. Jamie was fantastic. Jamie was good on Carter's show. And I he was more relaxed in like his radio show, which I liked. Uh, Daniel Robinson says, You and that Jordy, he already has Kelly become an A D. Uh, the Woody to the Governor's Mansion, Daniel, I said Daniel. Daniel, where did I say where did I say anything like that? I say he's a good coach, and he's a good ex and O's coach. Everything I said is actually truthful, and I don't mean that to despise Jordy. And by the way, the next AD is Kim Mulkey. So, I don't want to hear that. Like, everybody just rant, you know. Shutting this dude down. Roderick says, Blake made Carter laugh real quick. <laughs> my dude is so good at what he does, though, man. There's nobody at LSU that breaks shit be- down better than Carter Bryant. Uh, my good man, Dion. What's up, Dion Black, he says, LMAO, his laugh. I'm dying how <laughs> he just got back to being serious. Dude, he's good. Carter's an entertainer, man. He's just an entertainer. But Carter was very, 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 very awesome. All right, let's scroll up and get some more of these. Uh, Ray Watt seventy nine says two of the best at the at this. Rafino Carter, yeah, we need. To do, I need to bring him on more. Um, yeah. Michael Hoover says the demons forgot my mask. Yep. Frank Town baby. Shout out Jeff Tajon. You know I'm representing. You already know I'm representing all right, I gotta get to my good friend uh Steven Miller. He's been in the chat. I've been seeing him fire stuff off, but I just gotta find a good one. Uh Alejandro I see Alejandro. What he what Alejandro said. He says Saban does when he wants to. Yeah, he does. And that's what winning brings you. That's what Brennan brings you, man. It's always gonna bring you that. Always. Uh Mark says, "Where's the visor, Blake? I can't wear the visor during the show because of this." But I've been wearing it, believe me. I know y'all can't see me. I guess I'll post more pictures with the uh with the visor. All right, guys, we will see y'all again tomorrow. We will have Gator Dave on and we're going to be lining up a pretty big I think a pretty big guest tomorrow night. So stay tuned. We'll be doing the live lsu basketball breakdown they're playing lips come, come join us we'll have some a lot of info we'll have some good guests on here but until then guys we'll see y'all again soon y'all have a good night peace out girl scouts this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?